This podcast is brought to you by Pop Spotting, a new show coming this summer covering everything else. Movies, music, television, books, plus interviews, trivia contests, and much more. Learn more at popspotting.net. Well, there is no now here. Transmission Aloha from the Island Lost fans. You are tuned into the transmission. I am Jen. And I am Ryan. And at long last, we are here with our last Lost podcast. So a year has come and gone since the finale. And I think we've moved through about all the stages of grief. So we figure this is a really good time to take one more look back at the whole experience. Just about the only time we could do that. Now, when we last spoke, we were still processing that finale and looking ahead to Comic-Con. In some ways, we haven't moved much from that that point. And yes, we are about a year late with this wrap-up, but I'm hoping that perhaps through the filter of time, we can now look back at Lost with a little bit more perspective. I have to say, I miss the hell out of this show. I pull out the DVDs all the time. You absolutely do. Um, and you're not alone. We all miss the show. I mean, we really miss the show. And I guess at this point, anyone listening certainly does as well. The fact that there are still Lost podcasts that are going strong, they're still doing their full series rewatches, I mean, that's certainly a testament to that. I'm posting new episodes to the LP and the Lost Podcasting Network every week, and it, it, they're just going. They're up to most of the way through season two at this point, oh, and it's great. really fun to check in on. And, uh, you know, Jen and I have been a part of that as well. We've done collaborations. We've been guests on other podcasts. I think we've still got one that hasn't come out yet. Yeah, we did an appearance on the U.S. Who cast. Yeah, by Matt Murdick, who used to do the Keys, Keys to Lost, Lost podcast. So you can watch out for that. And in any case, we were out there. We are out there still chattering away on Twitter and Facebook and exchanging emails with many of you, catching comments on the blog and the conversation, as we had hoped, never ended the conversation that we started here on this podcast. And no, we did not forget the transmission. I think it just, it was hard to let go. It was hard to, to find the way to get to this point. And life has a way of kind of filling in, despite the size of that enormous gap that Lost had and left in our lives. It took us a while to get to this point. But yes, we are finally going to indulge in some long-promised, much-needed reminiscing, some misty-eyed nostalgia about our favorite show. And we are glad that you're still here with us. Since we last checked in, Comic-Con 2010 has come and gone, and we're already gearing up for Comic-Con 2011. Yep. Last fall, we got the season six and the entire full series box set, and with that came the new man in charge, was an epilogue of sorts that showed what happened after the finale, so we will touch on that briefly, and we'll also talk about a few other lost developments. Yep, um, then we're going to look back, as promised, on some of our favorite episodes and favorite individual moments from throughout the six-year run of Lost. What memories, even today, still bring that smile to our faces? It is kind of a clip show, I do admit, but in any case, that kind of comes along with a one-year anniversary show. After that, it's a big old gut-busting serving <laughs> of Lost Line feedback. 
you all, everybody, were the ones who kept us going all these years. And it was your calls and emails that really gave us the most intelligent insight into the show. So for this show, we asked you to share your own favorite episodes, your favorite characters, and the memories that you have about the show. Absolutely. And in fact, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be kind of a time capsule since, of course, when we asked for your calls, only a month had passed after that finale. So it'll be interesting to kind of hear messages from when we were all still in that aftermath of the end of the show. And we'll follow that with the last great Lost song from the Others Lost Band. We can't say goodbye without them. And if you hang in there until the end, we will talk a little bit about what we've been planning. And yes, we've been planning that about as long as we've been planning this podcast, but it is going to happen and we hope you can be a part of it. But more on that later. First, we got to get to what y'all want to talk about. You ready, Jen? Let's get lost. All right, Jen. Now, normally at this point in our weekly podcast, I would just simply ask, what did you think about that episode? But there isn't a new episode. There hasn't been for way too long. We've talked about the finale. We talked about season six. I guess the only question to ask is, how'd you like the show? I mean, the question that I get, you might as well, is, was it worth it? Was Lost worth it to you? Yes, on every level. Not just the way the show ended, not just... It's not even the show in and of itself. The whole experience to me was life-changing. Everything about it, the fact that we made friends, the fact that I conquered my fear of public speaking, the fact that it was such an epic story and and introduced us to so many amazing, wonderful things just made it all worthwhile. Well, definitely outside of the show, Lost in many ways is was a significant and, and very important part of our lives. I, I People will roll their eyes, but it brought you and I closer together. Together. You were a tech widow until we found a way to make podcasting something that we could do together. So certainly, yes, that was certainly worth it. It's a priceless life experience. But I have to ask about the show. I mean, it, we, I used to call it, you know, stealth sci-fi, that it sort of struck everyone as a great dramatic story, a melodrama, but it had these elements of sci-fi and it turned into a sci-fi show. And that's what I was so happy about. But in the end, it also turned back into a character melodrama again. It kind of went into the whole metaphysical exploration of existence, which was quite a bit to chew. And some people, you know, weren't particularly happy with how it went. So in that respect, was Lost worth it? Was it worth the investment for this show? I like Lost because the whole show was about reason versus faith. And the, the finale really brought that home to us it showed i mean we had the whole dharma thing and we had the science and then at the very end the show kind of said well the science doesn't really matter because the show is really about these people and their souls and i can appreciate that i appreciate the story coming full circle i guess and i also would agree that you know i can enjoy the show now and we watch when we see the the reruns on sci-fi or you pull out the dvds and we just dive into something at random we play lost roulette it's great because we can now enjoy the show on a different level i would say even a deeper level because we're not overthinking or analyzing we're not like did you see that reflection in the mirror when the camera pans past Saeed in the flashback in Iraq and was that a you know you're not picking it apart anymore because to some extent we we now know that a lot of that was just 
window dressing on on a much bigger picture that we were we were all looking at. So I I, I definitely think that that's that's a fair point. I I think that it was worth it because as they say, it was the journey, not the destination. I liked that we were watching a show that really turned television on its head. It was right in the doldrums of uh, of reality TV, and someone said, not only can we still do good scripted television, we cannot not, not only can we just tell a good story, but it can be a serial story that goes from week to week, and yes, it was hard for people to dive in in the middle. You couldn't pick it up and have a story resolved in one hour, but that was definitely valuable to me as a writer, definitely the creative storytelling elements, changing and messing with their ex- expectations, doing the flashbacks and then switching to flash forwards. I mean, all of those things, in many ways, I do believe that we were watching the best show on television. And however it turned out, I think that uh, I still cannot help but look back at Lost and say, that was fantastic. And I would go for a ride like that again. To me, the sign of a good show is that you still think about it after it's over. And you can do that with this show in spades. There is so much you can pick apart. I think that this, the finale gave us just the answers that we needed because there, I, to me, what we come up with in our imagination is, is way better than what they could have come up with. Well, that's definitely... There are so many things that we can use our imagination for. I mean, that was definitely borne out. I, I we, we don't want to necessarily rehash, because I, I remember us saying a year ago that it turns out when we begged them to give us answers, we didn't like the answers they gave us. The ones that we talked about was a lot more interesting to us. So there's definitely that. I guess, though, when uh, you come right down to it, or for me at least, I have to go to where you started. It was everything about the show, not just what was on the screen, but everything else that came with it. And I guess that might be a bit of a cop-out, but that's the reality. It changed our lives, you know, full stop. It was a very important part of our lives. It was a very important part of many people's lives, and sharing in that was was significant. I liked that it was the first show to embrace what they're calling now transmedia storytelling. It's now one of my obsessions when I lecture about this stuff at the University of Hawaii, that you know, television and storytelling is not just one medium. It's not a book. It's not a show or a movie, but it's going to be part of a much bigger thing. It's going to come with a lot of these other things. Yes, games, ARGs, you know, clues in cereal boxes and and Facebook campaigns and Twitter uh, hashtags and that's all now part of the the package and I love that stuff and Lost gave that to us Lost gave that to any TV show that came after it so Lost was not just a TV show Uh, not just to us but not just to the industry but as a show, just a TV show, it was still worth it. It's spoiled us for other TV, for sure. <laughs> it certainly has. We're still looking for that next Lost. We're finding a lot of great stuff, but uh, definitely no regrets about the last uh, six years, for nope. sure. Now, in our last show, we were looking ahead to the far-in-the-distance release of the full series on DVD and the much ballyhooed epilogue that showed what happened after the finale, 12 minutes that would answer more questions. It was called The New Man in Charge. It was leaked on the internet early. We got to see it, and we are happy to own it. But since we promised just quickly, how did you like that story? The only thing about it that I would change is I would have put it in the finale because it was so satisfying. It was a happy ending. It was uplifting. And we found out what happened to Walt, which is what I really wanted. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm not. I'm really mixed on the on that that epilogue on the new man in charge. It because I was really trying to put my head in a space where the way the overall show ended made sense. That it was this larger commentary, and it was not about the little mysteries. To get an epilogue that was literally a checklist of mysteries that were left unanswered, it was almost you know one for one off any 
blog or podcast lists of things that Lost failed to answer that they touched on, I kind of felt that that might have been a bit too much, a step too far. I did like it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Actually, I really liked it because I'm a fan. I'm a hardcore fan. I was still in withdrawal. I was still suffering from that addiction. So any little thing would have been great. And uh, this was perfectly engineered it was like uh, it was like it was like fan kibble it was uh, dessert it fan it was fan nip and i could I, I was powerless to resist it yes we see what happens to walt as you mentioned we get another orientation video we get to see hurley and ben and yeah it was absolutely absolutely great but i do think that it was perfect where it was a little extra thing a little wink a little fourth wall you know not really part of the show, but here you go, guys. Let's have a nice hug. It was the so, mint after the meal. Right. The mint after the meal. So in that respect, yeah, I, I, I did like it quite a bit. Um, that epilogue came with the uh, full series DVD, the gigantic. We knew it was going to be gigantic, but holy cow, was it gigantic box set for the whole series of Lost. And we definitely put off the podcast as we worked our way through all of that stuff. Now, and it took it? us a while, <laughs> let me tell you. So what did you think about some of the extras that you got with that uh, box set? The extras were great. Um, one of my favorite things was the letting go segment. It, the um, Well, there, there was the tour of Oahu given by Daniel Day Kim on the mm, helicopter. Yeah, yeah. And there's a segment with Maggie Grace and Naveen Andrews. And they had such great chemistry together. That segment is one of my favorites because it shows two of the actors who obviously like each other and, and they you know they have a really um they have a really good relationship and it really shows i definitely like the two of them together i love daniel day kim kind of taking us around and just overall all of the behind the scenes stuff kind of showed us that people involved in making the show had as much affection for it as we did it's not like they were just punching a time clock i don't think it ever was given how hard they worked yeah, but no. it's always good to see that um there were bloopers i did i, I like the bloopers I, I my only complaint about the bloopers for any of these lost dvd sets is that it's always so short you know it's i know like maybe eight i could minutes ten minutes i could watch an hour of bloopers <laughs> i just love bloopers well so the standard array of trips and falls and everyone making weird faces the props that don't work the one that i still go back and watch because i can i can just feel the moment was when jack is having a serious conversation with kate and the rooster keeps <laughs> crowing and i mean any neighborhood in hoy has a rooster you might hear one here if it's not the neighbor's dog but that rooster just breaking up the steam i, I could definitely feel that um there the the thing that we didn't get it as far as deleted scene or an off scene was you know michael emerson got a black eye and that uh -huh. fight scene in the last season and they didn't they said they got that on on tape but i guess they decided that wasn't something that would be funny i'm not sure if i really would want to watch that i mean it, it sounds like it was really painful i think they'll probably save that for the 10th anniversary edition or something um there was the music segment as well i mean that's certainly i i loved it and it, it's so moving it shows on um, Damon and Carlton at the final scoring session for the finale and they're very emotional and so you know we as audience members can't help but get emotional too. Well I mean they had that final Lost concert in LA before the finale and I know that got people just really touched and we had our own live Lost performance with an orchestra yeah, under the stars ago, at the yeah. Waikiki Shell still one of my favorite moments ever so I can definitely see that um, now they also had the whole Muppet thing you oh. know now, okay, so it was a little ridiculous, but at least it was just sort of working around the, the, the lot at ABC and stuff. Mm -hmm. But a little piece of trivia that I've never been able to share, so I can finally share here, was that I was actually randomly, and if they had any idea who I was, they would have 
immediately stopped it. But I was randomly part of like a, a test case, or I don't know what you call focus it, group. a focus group, more than two years ago, maybe three years ago, where they pitched Muppets on Lost, not Muppets on the actual show. Again, sort of as a special or as an extra. But they said, what if the Muppets were found themselves in the Lost environment and were interacting with the stars? It was a complete pitch about this mm-hmm. Muppet visit, and I was horrified. I was horrified. <laughs> they had mock-ups and everything. You know, animal on the beach and beaker here, and I I couldn't believe it, and I couldn't I couldn't tell anybody. Um, but I definitely gave them very vociferous feedback um so it it did happen but it's just an extra on the dvd so in that respect i'm kind of okay that it happened um they had uh clips of fans from around the world that's always great but we had our own when they had the 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 sunset on the beach event Mm -hmm. having fans from all around the world and uh the only other one that i remember was the prop house one where the 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 prop master rob kiker rob kiker that guy is hilarious. You know what I want to see? I want to see a travel show hosted by Rob <laughs> Kiker. I want to see him going into restaurants. I bet that would be a trip. He, he's fabulous. And and I, I want to go back and listen to when they did the uh, the Lost panels at the Hawaii International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. His panel with the costume guy and that whole conversation was hands down the best. He was great. So it was definitely good to see him. Well... That's all the stuff that we said that we were going to talk about. That DVD box set that came out in September, the the epilogue. Um, but a lot of stuff has happened since then. And I think uh, for those who might be getting this podcast by surprise that might have been maybe already moved on from Lost some time ago, uh, let's check in on some of our Lost friends. What's been happening with them outside of the show? Well, I think the most visible ex-Lost star <laughs> right now is Daniel Day Kim. He got to stay here in Hawaii and he's on a huge hit show Hawaii Five-0. That's right. It was a big deal for him and his family getting to stay here. A big deal for CBS that the show did so well that uh, CBS is calling it their next billion dollar franchise. The finale was just last week and for a finale it was pretty good. In fact, I gotta say, I mean Hawaii Five-0, not a great TV show but <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fun show. It's like it's like Armageddon. It's like it's like Fast Five. It's just popcorn entertainment, and it does exactly what you expect it to do. And I'm very glad that he's getting to stay here in Hawaii. At least I hope he does. And I mm. guess we have to wait and see. What's up with Matthew Fox? He is doing a play in London. It's Neil LeButes and a Forest Dark and Deep. That's right. So he's not giving up acting, but he might be done with TV. It certainly sounded like it from, from, from the various interviews. Michael Emerson, one of our favorite actors ever, and definitely actors on Lost, uh, he did a guest stint he does guest he's he's always really good as a creepy person mm-hmm. he was on parenthood on nbc some time ago as a bug guru with asperger's syndrome i mean if you if you couldn't write a better short description of the perfect character for <laughs> michael emerson it would probably be that jorge garcia speaking of our favorites has right. done guest shots on mr sunshine and fringe That's and right. he's also slated to be in the upcoming jj abrams show alcatraz on Absolutely. fox now they they released the previews for that last week it looked pretty good i mean it has a very deep and kind of mysterious tone to it i don't know what it is with jj abrams and mysterious islands and jorge garcia for that matter but (laughs) definitely glad that they're all still working they all still have gigs and we're going to be too that's not till like fall 2012 or something it's like a mid-season replacement next year i can't believe we have to wait that long he was great on fringe though yeah i was kind of glad for that insertion two of our two great tastes finally together josh holloway we just saw a couple of weeks ago earlier this month was on community which is a show we're just starting to get into but it's pretty funny no that was a really great 
great episode. I've only seen a couple previous to that, but Josh Holloway did a really great job. He did. He was a, a paintball assassin, and he, <laughs> he got someone all flushed and flustered. <laughs> um, speaking of assassins, I guess we we it's not news at this point, but we were really excited at the prospect of that uh, Hitman show with odd jobs, Emerson. Yeah. yeah, odd jobs with Emerson and uh, 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 Terry, Terry O'Quinn. O'Quinn, but that hasn't been picked up. It should be though someday, someday. especially if Alcatraz does well. Evangeline Lilly, you know, I don't know what's up with her except the L'Oreal commercials. She's uh, still being very pretty, but maybe she's given up on TV to some extent. Well, she's going to actually be in a movie with Hugh Jackman called Real Steel. I'm not sure when that opens. I think it's sometime Real this summer. Steel? That's the robot fight? Yes. Oh, my God. She's going to be, well, well, hey, she's got work. That's good. Um, I also don't think her acting chops will necessarily be tested there. But as long as she's got work, I'm happy for her. Um, and uh, is there anything else? There's oh, one more. J.J. Abrams has several shows sort of in the in the hopper. And another one that got picked up this, uh, this last pilot season was Person of Interest. And that's also with Michael Emerson. Mm-hmm. So he didn't get the odd jobs gig, but he's got this gig, Persons of Interest on CBS. So... All, all in all, not bad for the lost crew. I would say that I'm seeing much less of them than I thought thought I would after yeah. the show. Yeah, I was really expecting to see a whole lot of um, movies with lost um, alumni, but maybe they're still in the works. I know Michelle Rodriguez was in the Battle for for L. A. or that right. that movie that came well, she's out. She's always she's always going to have work. She's, yeah. she's because she was very busy before Lost. I think maybe either they're still recovering or maybe they did well enough with Lost that they can take a little bit of time off. But we're still going to be tracking them. They deserve them. it. Yeah, we're still going to be tracking them and watching them. What else has happened since the last transmission? Comic-Con. Right. We yes. went to Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Uh what what can we say about Comic-Con that we haven't? It's it's fabulous well, it's a great time we got to sit in on jay and jack's panel again that's right they're so gracious to include us and just hanging out with lost fans with real life friends people we love and care about in person that's always great um in that time we've had many lost fans visit us here in honolulu and that's true of course, the invitation is always open if you've got a hawaii vacation or a lost vacation call in us mind, up. give us a call give us a just let us know drop us a line but yeah comic-con was great i think that was about oh there was a lost conference uh, david lavery they wanted to talk about lost as an academic exercise Mm -hmm. that conference was supposed to happen here i was very excited i was thinking i was going to submit an abstract and everything but it didn't happen um they had to postpone it and they now have a new place and time it'll be in october and it'll be in uh, new orleans louisiana provided new orleans is still there at the time and uh, you can look for it on the web under lost conference and i guess that's pretty much it that's our year in review our year of lost our lost year the year we lost here on the transmission. <laughs> and uh, now I guess it is time finally to head out to our virtual porch and sit on our virtual rocking chairs. And after we complain a bit about kids these days, we'll reminisce and talk about our favorite memories from our six-year lost journey. Stay tuned. Welcome back to The Transmission. You're uh, listening to Ryan and Jen here, finally talking about our favorite episodes, our favorite moments of loss. Now, when we proposed this project, we thought it would be pretty simple. We'll do a top 10 list. We'll rank them in order. That was 
very difficult. I mean, especially trying to put them in order. There were just too many. And how, I mean, picking our favorite moments from his show is kind of like picking a favorite kid. It's well, <laughs> it's very difficult to do. Yeah, I was about to say, it's difficult. Not impossible, but very difficult. And, uh, you know, basically, there was a lot of overlap in our lists and how we were going to do it. So what we decided to do is start at the beginning and basically walk through the entire series, picking our favorite episodes in the sense that these are landmarks. These are milestones. These are definitely the episodes that stood out the ones as part of that trip. That really changed the story, that really um, th- that really affected the outcome of the rest of the show. Or at least got us going, got us rehooked. You know, maybe after a couple of lackluster episodes, it was the episode that was like, wow, that's why I love this show. Yeah. Well, starting at the beginning, there is only one episode really to start off a favorite episode list. The pilot, the huge $10 million (laughs) sprawled out on the beach and made all the neighbors call the cops pilot that I didn't even want to watch because it was so ridiculously overhyped. Oh, absolutely. The pilot was screened at Comic-Con early, and then there was a sunset on the beach that we didn't go to, that our friend went to, and and this is in particular a friend who, when they're really excited about something, were very skeptical about it. So yeah, we, we, we were very curious because we knew it was filmed here, but we weren't sure what to expect, and our minds were just blown. I Absolutely. mean, movie level production, we it's been talked to death, but I mean, in an era where there were three episodes of a week, I think, of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you know, it was all about reality TV for this to come on the scene like a masterpiece just unfolding in front of our eyes. Definitely, we got to start with the pilot. And really, if you had to pick only one episode of Lost to watch, it would have to be the pilot and because it's, I all mean, the a, promise was there. In a way, the, pi- the pilot is really kind of self-contained. Yeah. It tells a complete story from beginning to end. So you really get an idea of what the rest of the show is going to be like, but you also get a story. Right. Well, after the pilot, we're enjoying our, I think it was on Wednesday at that point, Wednesday yes. nights, and this is not a bad show. This is really great. We're telling all of our friends. But the episode that I think knocked our socks off next has to be walkabout yeah well that's that contains the scene that pretty much hooked us all for good yeah i think that was we've said that many times it was definitely that scene now i like the episode in many ways because they were talking about burning the bodies that were rotting in the fuselage they were trying to find food going hunting they had the boar and all of that and in many ways it was a an episode that said we are saying that the stakes on this show are very real that this is life and death and we're not kidding we knew that it was a possibility that someone might die and this was a very gritty episode in that Mm -hmm. respect but it definitely comes down to that last scene. I'll get you on a plane back to Sydney on our dime. It's the best I can No, I, I don't want to go back to Sydney. Look, I've been preparing for this for years. Just put me on the bus right now. I can do this. No, you can't. Hey, hey, don't you walk away from me. You don't know who you're dealing with. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever. This is destiny. This is destiny. This is, this is my destiny. This is... I'm supposed to do this, damn it! Don't tell me what I can't do! Don't tell me what I can't... And then it cuts to John Locke laying on the beach on his back, staring at his toes. And it's- we saw that exact shot on the pilot. And it was, you know, clearly foreshadowing something. We, we connect that 
Dot. And of course, we had seen John Locke up until then as such a powerful person. And to see him in such a pathetic and difficult and weak position, it was mm-hmm. such a great contrast. And of course, the scene was so good that it was mimicked in other shows that have come and gone since then. But we won't mention those. But it was it was a great contrast and it completely defied our expectations and that's what we loved about it. And the score. Yeah, I mean, Giacchino from early on was clearly a major character in the show, but that swelling music was Mm -hmm. uh, definitely one of the best themes. What was the next milepost in our journey? Do No Harm. That this was... is the episode where Boone dies. Yeah. Well, we were just talking about life and death stakes. So, And when he was cast on the show, he was one of the stars, right? Or I mean, he was presented as one of the handsome leading men of this show. Right. And he was gone like that. And in the same episode, um, the pregnant woman's baby, Aaron, Claire's baby, Aaron, Claire's was baby, born. Yeah. So definitely uh, a kind of a, another great episode about life and death. And, and speaking of Giacchino, <laughs> this is the, the introduction of his famous life and death theme the theme that appears throughout the show most definitely so good mile post in season one we move on to season two again by episode not by moments we're skipping a lot of moments (laughs) we're going to get to those but uh, season two was a great start but the one that i think got everybody re-energized was orientation right was the episode with the orientation video of course which kind of gave you a good backstory about uh, what was happening on the island film for station three of the Panola Initiative. In a moment, you'll be given a simple set of instructions for how you and your partner will fulfill the responsibilities associated with the station. But first, a little history. It was also the episode in which we met Ana Lucia and got um, an idea that there were other people on the island. You know, we saw her in the cage. And right. you know what? I don't care what anybody says. I love Ana Lucia. I did. She was still, I mean, you know, we had Kate and, and such, but you need, we needed the total tough take no prisoners broad and that's what Ana Lucia brought to the show definitely um, that was also the Locke and Helen I mean, it was a Locke flashback so right. it was the Locke and Helen story and how they met and how he proposed and they were coming together but he could not give up you know talk about daddy issues it was definitely a key daddy issues story so orientation was a fantastic launching point for the rest of that second season next up is the other 48 days mm. which is actually my all-time favorite lost episode really why because I mean just the beginning who can forget the beginning the 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 wreckage falling into the ocean and Ana Lucia gasping for air um the meeting Mr. Echo and getting a little taste of what he's like and Ana Lucia's commitment to getting the kids back to their mom and only to have them kidnapped, Mm. seeing the struggle that the other survivors went through and the scene in the forest between Ana Lucia and Mr. Echo when she finally cries. Right. Definitely uh, a strong episode. I would say the, uh, my reason for loving it is almost technical because after we'd gotten used to the flashbacks, you know, setup of the show, this was a full flashback episode. It was from, a certain point in time all the way forward leading up to the present and I just thought that was really great and people were very skeptical about introducing a whole new set of characters you know how are they going to do that how is it going to fit on the show but it was done very well and this episode did a great job in humanizing those other survivors after the other 48 days episode 10 of season 2 was the 23rd Psalm and 
when you talk about Mr. Echo, that was his episode. Yeah, we finally know for sure what's going on with Mr. Echo. And it's one of the most compelling character stories on TV ever. We see him um, in his roots in, in Nigeria and he becomes evil and then he's redeemed because of his brother and i thought that was beautiful right he goes from being a warlord trying to be a fake priest to stepping into his brother's place as a priest in part because of the guilt that he faced definitely a very compelling story i loved mr echo and you know the the tragedy of losing his character was definitely one that was hard to hard to swallow he in that episode he also stares down smoky smoky comes up to him so definitely an unforgettable scene now moving on to season three a solid season but it was the broken in half season with the big hiatus in the middle and it had the six episode cage match episodes that started <laughs> which I've now grown to really love Me that too. sort of pensive and dark mood but it was a little uneven at that point but when we got to the second half of that season and we had episode eight flashes before your eyes again a pivotal episode in terms of the storytelling on it Lost. was the very first Desmond centric messing with your head episode it's the one that definitively told you that things are going to get really weird, but in a really great way from here on out. Well, I mean, it was the first one to really play with time travel. It was one of the, it was the first of a few flash throughs where you did have a flashback sort of sequence, but they went in order as you watched them. You follow Desmond's consciousness through both times. So in terms of the storytelling style, in terms of the hints at the bigger, you know, picture of what's happening on Lost, the introduction of time travel as a topic, Definitely a very important episode. And you know, I'm no shipper, but if I had to pick a couple that I love, it would be Desmond and Penny. That's right. Forget all the storytelling and mythology. It was a it was a great relationship episode. And, you know, it was a tragic one. It was well told. Things didn't look so good, but we were really rooting for those two yeah. by the end of that episode. Very good one. Um, next on the list, we had a little bit of debate. So <laughs> what was your next milepost in season three? Trisha Tanaka is dead. Well, it's a Hurley episode. It's Everyone a Hurley episode. Hurley. Yeah. Well, you know, you see the episode and you kind of take it at face value and you're just going along with the story about the van and you don't we didn't realize at that point that the discovery of the skeleton in the van was actually really important well those and, things we definitely like but it was a, the hurley backstory in terms of his his tragic background his father you know more daddy issues his father leaving him the the issues with luck and girls and everything and things were looking pretty down for him so right. you know when you got to love his character as the comic relief this one really humanized him it really made you know that no hurley again is not just a caricature he's a he's a fully realized character and we come to cheer for him and when he finally gets that van started, it's really happy.
argue with that. We were all cheering right along with them. Great episode. I'm sorry, though. My pick for that slot has to go to the episode everyone loves to hate, and that's <laughs> Expose. I like it. I really like it. Now, I will immediately say that it is not a conventional episode of Lost. It is. It sticks out like a sore thumb. It's a looking through or breaking down the fourth wall episode. But right. because of that, because it was basically the writers having a good time and winking at us directly, I just cannot get over how much I really enjoyed that episode. Of course, it was also this episode that exhibited the writers being responsive to the negative reaction we all had to... Right. Uh, to, to Nikki and Paolo. <laughs> Nikki and Paolo. I can't believe I can't remember their names again. It was very, it had a very Hitchcockian ending, the the buried alive. But, you know, I love the episode. Uh, yes, I even got a friend in Los Angeles to race down to a shop to buy a limited edition pair of sneakers with the expose logo <laughs> on it and a gold chain and a signed script. I'm an expose fan. I'm not going to apologize for it. All right. Well, no disagreement on our next episode. Greatest hits. Mm, the episode where Charlie did not die. I thought it, I, I loved that he didn't die because we were all going into this episode dreading seeing Charlie die. And to have the episode go out on such a heroic note, you know, he's finally responsible for somebody other than himself. And, and he's able to look at his life and be happy. It was very uplifting. Now, at this point, we were kind of used to the pattern, which is a character is redeemed right before expiring. So he did get a reprieve. So that was a great relief. I actually like this episode for some of the other elements. I mean, season three really found a lot of its strength and power in the oncoming conflict, the Great War that was approaching. And so in that episode, uh, Greatest Hits, you had the, you know, we're going to war, they're planning to ambush the the underwater station that was hotly contested and made Jack Glatford the happiest man on earth. <laughs> so a pivotal episode on that respect as well. Now that was the episode where Desmond was doing his flashes and he saw Claire and Aaron getting on a helicopter and that was a scene that we were all waiting for and were kind of disappointed didn't actually happen. But again, a very, very good episode. Moving ahead and staying in season three, things really pick up toward the end. And our next milepost is... The Man Behind the Curtain. Mm. Who can forget that ending? You know, I remember we were seeing... we That was the first and only time we saw it in, in like at a viewing party. And I just remember the sound that the crowd made when, when Locke got shot. Definitely a big twist. And unfortunately, as it turns out, not the only time someone gets a fatal gunshot wound and miraculously recovers. But <laughs> definitely a shocking moment. That was an episode where you had... Ben's backstory and someone we were very curious about early on ever since Ben was introduced we were very curious about his character here's his story again more father issues with Roger the curious interactions with Annie and how all of that went and well basically his acting on those daddy issues by killing his father I mean that was a very important development as well it also contains the only scene on TV ever to give me exorcist level nightmares the scene <laughs> in Jacob's cabin ah do you really think there's someone there? I know there's someone there. You don't know anything. I'm sorry you feel that way, John. And I'm sorry that you're too limited to see. You're pathetic. Help me. What did you just say? <laughs> 
I didn't say anything. Oh, yes, you did. I heard you. You said... Oh, yeah. That was uh, uh, an early or significant paranormal episode on the show. Help me. <laughs> well, uh, very soon followed by Through the Looking Glass, the season finale of season three, and probably the most epic twist <laughs> in serial television um, before and after for, for some time. Well, th- that last scene, that will be the scene that is used in parodies forever. Ad infinitum, we have to go back. Is it's It's kind of a joke it's a now meme. It's yeah. a cl- absolutely i agree with that uh it was a fantastic episode in the sense that it was a sudden contrast in terms of you know the hope and you know the possibility of rescue and how everybody was moving toward that and the joy that jack feels when he makes that contact on a hill and you know it's contrasted with how awful and despondent and lost and pathetic he was off island and you're thinking wow this was a guy who had an awful past and it turns out that that's where he ended up after mm-hmm. he got off the island cannot say enough about how fantastic that episode was the jack versus Locke scene the showdown you know, you're not supposed to do this. What does he mean by that? Where did he come from? Where did he go? Definitely liked it. And this is the last episode I ever read spoilers for. Right. You were ruined for this one. I was. And uh, tried to avoid it ever since then. Well, we jump ahead to season four. And early in the episode, we liked... Confirmed Dead. Mm. I thought this was a great episode because it wasn't centric on a character. It was the team. It was the whole team and how they all got there. And they were all very different people. And I I really liked how all of their stories intersected into when they, they... end up on the helicopter right it was the uh, freighter team coming together it was sort of that it was sort of that ground setting episode in any uh tv series about spies or 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 bank robbers or in a movie where you kind of pull together the team the oceans 11 moment where you find all of these folks very well done bringing of everyone together a very nice way to you know basically get through a lot of people's backstories at once and move ahead with the story and it gave you a lot of really big clues that you needed to try to figure out what happened with that twist at the end of season three so there's wreckage at the bottom of the ocean and they hear the helicopter and then they find it uh, over the hill and again another opportunity for hope that they might get off the island next up is the constant big one there very big one for for a lot of reasons this is the episode that introduced us to the idea of paradox that Mm. you can't go back and change things in the future or you might not ever exist. Right. It's definitely a counterpart to the Flashes Before Your Eyes episode, one of those key sort of framing the entire picture and what might possibly be happening and how they might change destiny in a show about changing destiny or fate. And it's also, it's a Desmond-centric episode. And I've always been very attracted to Desmond-centric episodes. I think they have the most emotional depth and the best storytelling. Absolutely. It was an episode where the freighter, again, is kind of looming large, various things happening, people going crazy, some really creepy scenes on that very enclosed ship. I mean, I definitely felt that viscerally. But it was that, obviously, the end of that episode is the one that knocked everyone back. Penny, Penny, answer. Answer, Penny. 
Please, where are you? I'm... I'm... I'm, I'm on a boat. I'm... I've, I've been on an island. Oh my God, Penny, is that really you? Yeah. Yes, it's me. You believe me? You still care about me? I've been looking for you for the past three years. I know about the island. I've been researching And then when I spoke to your friend Charlie, that's when I knew you were still alive. That's when I knew I wasn't crazy. Des, are you still there? Yes, yes, I'm here. I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, that's better. I love you, Penny. I've always loved you. I'm so sorry. I love you. I love you too. I don't know where I am, but... I'll find you, Des. I promise. No matter what. I'll come back to you. I won't give up. I promise. I promise. I, I love, love you. you. Oh God! I just—it still gets me going. You know what really kills me about that scene <laughs> is, like, right in the middle of the phone call, she's she's hysterical, but she kind of puts her hand over her mouth to stifle. Oh my God! That just that spectacular wonderful. scene, and they do so much acting with their faces. It's all really close up, and you know these aren't attractive shots if you're an actor to be crying and sniffling. Yeah. He has a bloody nose, but they oh. No question, favorite episode for many people and deservedly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, next to the pilot, if there was one other episode, it would probably have to be the constant. Well, what can we possibly follow that up with? The shape of things to come. Mm. To me, this is kind of the the most jarring and most disturbing episode to watch, just simply actually because of Alex's murder. And we mm. also really get a sense of how crazy is and how ruthless these people are. Yeah, I mean, shooting a, a young girl in the back of the head in front of her dad. I mean, you get a sense one at at once that you know Michael Emerson, Ben, the character who was so creepy and sinister and is still a, a despicable human being, but you see in his face the pain. You feel him as a father, and uh, absolutely a key point for Ben's development as a character. Uh, you had Nadia's funeral, something that was significant in his backstory and what was going on. You had Ben running around like he like like he was a secret agent, you know, and kind <laughs> of like that. And you had that final showdown where Ben sneaks into Widmore's bedroom at night it's sort of like an ebenezer scrooge sort of confrontation but they basically say it's on we're at war i'm going after your daughter so a a key episode for sure that's a great scene because of the way that it's lit and it's very quiet that you can't you know it's it becomes very clear to you that something very serious is about to happen now we jump to season five as we start to wrap up our favorite episodes of lost and i go straight to jughead now i think i've said before one of my favorite cliches or sayings about writing or storytelling is you can't introduce a gun in act one without it going off by act three so when you see that giant bomb on screen you know something big is going to happen this season so i love that for sure we find out that eloise was not a very good mother true right when we're following uh, uh desmond's search for daniel in the flash sideways we also kind of discover the the sad truth about his girlfriend teresa I, you know, I found that story really compelling and I wish they had gone somewhere a little bit with it. I mean, to connect it back some way 
or in, or integrate her into the story more because I really thought that the scenes where Desmond is talking to Teresa's caretaker were intriguing and I, I thought that that could be a story fleshed out even more. Well, you know what jumps into my head and again this is with the perspective of how we know how Lost eventually ended. I remember when that episode aired and we heard Teresa and everybody remembered that Boone had the right. flashback with the bloody girl saying Teresa falls up the stairs, Teresa falls down. We're like, oh, there's something going on here. There's a connection. There's a connection. No. It was just another person named Teresa. Yeah. So there was that. And of course, with the the 50s flashback and the history of the island and the army base and the military element of the history of the island and specifically meeting young Ellie, you know, feisty Ellie and young Widmore. My name is John Locke. Is that supposed to mean something to me? Jacob sent me. Put the gun down. What? Richard, you can't seriously trust him. I said, put the gun down, Whitmore. Your name is Whitmore? Charles Woodmore. What's it to you? Nothing. Nice to meet you. The other episode of season five that really was a highlight for us was Le Fleur. Because, well, hey, we know what the statue is. Well, we saw the statue briefly. It actually stood. It actually existed. So certainly in terms of one of the big mysteries we were waiting for, just that glimpse, I think, was satisfying for a lot of folks. It was also, I, I remember when we were doing the flashing backward and forward through time and they're all grabbing their head and clutching and getting nosebleeds. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure how long this is sustainable. And uh, the, it was in this episode where they have the one line of dialogue like, I guess we're done flashing through time. Yeah. Let's go on. You know, that was a little odd, but definitely a key important part in terms of how the storytelling was going. But it was also, of course, the episode where they got stuck finally in the 70s. You know, after all of this jumping through the history of the island going way back, they end up in hippie time with the namaste hippies of of the island. You know, when we first started hearing rumors about 70s episodes, I was a little skeptical mm. and, and a little nervous. You know, Lost Meets That 70s Show. But I thought that <laughs> the, the settings and the costumes and everything were really good so i was just watching the episode admiring how how well they had done and you know you had characters like horace and and uh, all of that you had the the eventual final reunification of everybody you know the jack and hurley and kate yeah. coming back to that time as well definitely key but hey the whole reason why we really love the floor has to be how they completely sold us on a new relationship come on just give me two weeks that's all I'm asking. Two weeks. All right, two weeks. Smells good. Hey there. 
the Sawyer Juliet relationship was so unlikely. If you had told me it was going to happen before I saw it, I would have been mad. Yeah, I would worked. have too. But you know what? When in the scene where he's convincing her to to stay on the island, I mean, can you say no to him? That's true. If he looks at you with those smoldering eyes and says, "Just just two more weeks," then I guess you're already doomed. Uh, again, very unlikely. I, I guess some people weren't really happy with that. They thought it was a cheat, but I thought it was so well done. I was on and, board. Yeah, I absolutely adore. LeFleur, I would have fallen for the guy. Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> well, only two more slots in our list. They're both in season six. What's next? Abby Turno. All right. Now, a very controversial episode, an episode that does not fit the mold of any of the other episodes. It doesn't really move anything forward. It was a severe point of frustration for some folks that it was an entire episode that didn't move anything forward. Why did you or why did we love Abby Turno? Because it was Richard's story. How long have we been watching this character and wondering who he was? Where did he come from? Is he immortal? And finally, we have the answers to those questions. Well, of course there was that. And again, a backstory we wanted to see is as intriguing as he was, just like wanting to know what Michael Emerson's character was up to in the history. But I really think what makes Abby Turno special, why it's high on our list, is that it was one of the episodes where they went outside of the box. They tried something different they defied expectation i think if you go back through the list we're, we, we just put together definitely it, it's yeah. always the ones where they they dare to do something a little bit different that seemed to be the pivotal episode right so this episode was just filmed differently it was paced differently it looked like a period movie uh, i don't know the, the shakespearean in yeah. love town elizabeth or something and uh it was a love story it was basically a self-contained tragic love story and it gave um nestor carbonell a great opportunity to explore his range now he'd been sort of a cipher all of these seasons he'd been kind of mysterious and stoic and then eventually he suddenly became hapless and lost and almost silly so mm -hmm. I, I think this was a very important episode for him for the character but basically for the storytelling of the show that's why we loved ab eternal well only one other episode of season six makes our mild post makes our favorite episodes of lost list and that is the candidate because mm. let's face it in one other episode do we see three major characters die <laughs> well there's that for sure i mean it it was a long time coming because we were in the last season of lost and from the beginning of the show we have been told the stakes are high the stakes are high and i was actually i think i'd actually expressed being kind of disappointed that so many of the characters had survived that long and i guess they decided to get it all out in one shot <laughs> it was very shocking it was very hard to take the gin and son death scene with again giacchino's score the surprise death the sort of heroic death of saeed in the submarine and in the flash sideways the controversial flash sideways here at the point things are really coming together our characters are really converging towards something we see jack's compulsive need to fix versus Locke's stubborn pride and we really don't know if jack is going to be able to fix Locke the way that he wants to right that conversation in the hallway at the hospital um one of my favorite interactions between those two actors um not notwithstanding maybe the scene in the airport maybe mm -hmm. earlier in the season so the candidate a high point a milepost in the six year six seasons 120 plus hours of Lost. There you go. Wow. So if you only watched, how many was that? 18, 16 episodes of Lost. Those are the ones we recommend. Uh, the transmission recommends. Now, before we close out the segment, uh, we do want to talk about favorite moments. Independent of the episodes, although we played a lot of them, we talked about a lot of them. Uh, certainly the scene in Walkabout, the travel agency scene, top of the list, moving through the chronology of Lost. What else? The raft sequence from Exodus. <laughs> 
Yeah, and one of the most beautiful moments in the entire show. I think one that even the creators and the actors say was a high point in, in all the years of Lost. And it was just so full of hope. And, and, and the music was just swelling and overwhelming. Definitely that and scene. Vincent! <laughs> yes. I love Vincent. Turning the dog back. Uh, any writer knows that if you want to get at the audience, you don't threaten a human life. You threaten or you do something with a pet. Mm-hmm. That gets the waterworks going. Next on our list was the orientation video itself when that unspooled on screen we knew something big was going on we're gonna have to watch that again what was our next favorite moment in lost the last scene of season two episode 16 the whole truth of course if i was one of them these people that you seem to think are your enemies what would i do there'd be no balloon so I draw a map to a real secluded place, like a cave or some underbrush. A good place for a trap. An ambush. And when your friends got there, a bunch of my people would be waiting for them. And then they'd use them to trade for me. I guess it's a good thing I'm not one of them, huh? You guys got any milk? What a delicious, sinister scene. A great, a a high point for Michael Emerson's character. That was probably where they knew he wasn't just going to be around for three episodes. Did he he ever actually do a Got Milk ad for the Milk Council? No, but he should. (laughs) Uh, the next scene on our list, I think you mentioned. Right, the 40 Days to Cry scene from yeah. the other 48 days. Ana Lucia. I, I'm not sure if I bought her pain at that point, but I, I can see it was a poetic moment for both of those characters <laughs> to finally talk. Now, our next favorite moment comes uh, in the lockdown. Also a favorite to me because it was the episode where I was an extra, although my scene was cut. But <laughs> lockdown from uh, the middle of season two was where the, the blast doors come down. You know, lock is messing with the wire and we see the lockdown procedure and you see a map. Now, if there's anything that'll get people who are really excited about a mythology of any show, it's any a map. world, it's a map. So that was a big one. We just discovered the one hatch and now we have the possibility of several others. It's, it's not just the number on the orientation film, but there's a bigger world, a bigger complex out there. Moving into season three, our next favorite moment comes at the end of the glass ballerina where we find out the world has gone on outside the island. If you could leave this island, why would you still be here? Yes, Jack. Why would we be here? You're lying. You're stuck here just like we are. You don't have any... Your flight crashed on September 22nd, 2004. Today is November 29th. That means you've been on our island for 69 days. And yes, we do have contact with the outside world, Jack. 
That's how we know that during those 69 days, your fellow Americans re-elected George W. Bush. Christopher Reeve has passed away. Boston Red Sox won the World Series. <laughs> Why? If you wanted me to believe this, you probably should have picked somebody else besides the Red Sox. You no, know, they were down three games to none against the Yankees in the league championship, and then they won eight straight. Sure, sure, of course they did. <laughs> Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. A big scene. A big scene. I mean, I think up until that point, we had so many theories about where and when the island was yeah. and what was going on. I, I, apart from hearing the radio transmission on the beach with Saeed and Hurley, we had no hints that they were anywhere in the same time that the plane crashed. So seeing something as very contemporary and as very understandable and relatable as that baseball game, mm-hmm. and, and of course, we, the, the Red Sox themselves being the, the punchline or being the twist, fan fantastic stuff there next favorite scene came in trisha tanaka we talked about that the triumphant starting of the uh, of the dharma van going down the hill still a cheer out loud moment and also the score behind it that kind of goes into a symphonic version of shambhala absolutely loved it and speaking of ties to the outside world we have the scene where juliet gets a glimpse of her nephew yesterday you called me a liar i was hurt by that Hello, Richard. Can you hear me? Notice today's date. This is live. Okay, Richard. over two years ago to everyone's surprise Rachel's cancer went into complete remission shortly after she gave birth to a healthy baby boy his name is Julian yeah, you picked that scene, but it, I agree, it had to go in there. I mean, Juliet's, you know, motivations have always been suspect. We, I don't think we ever really knew entirely what was going on inside her head. That's what made her so fantastic. But that scene was key to her motivations. Yeah, it made her, her human. human it, it, we really started to, or at least I did, really start to relate to her. Uh, I agree. Now, uh, we talked about the next scene. It was in The Man Behind the Curtain, the uh, Jacob's Cabin scene. But so you don't run out of the room, we'll just move on ahead. And really, the next. <laughs> scene is a total gimme. I have to go. He's going to be wondering where I am. We were not supposed to leave. Yes, we were. You have to go back, Kate.
We have to go back! No list of favorite scenes is complete without the snake in the mailbox. <laughs> I agree. And in terms of uh, short listed favorite moments, we already talked a lot about it. And just so we don't cry again, I'm not going to play it again. But that was the phone call between Desmond and Penny in The Constant. Now, we jump uh, further in season four. And uh, this scene was really pivotal in the sense that everything that happened when we hear it doesn't happen in English. Yet we know exactly Absolutely. what's happening. Wow. <laughs> She looks just like Jin. Yes. She does. So, I guess we should, like, go see him. Of course. You know, a lot of people thought that when they split the flash sequences into a back and a forward, that it was kind of a cheat, that they messed with us a little too much. Yeah, Did... well, those people are dumb. <laughs> oh, God, that scene still gets to me. And it's because you're waiting for the reunification. You're waiting for the daddy and baby moment and the bear and all of that. And it doesn't happen. Oh, my God. Ah, absolutely a favorite moment. Uh, now, of course, again, there's that overlap with favorite moments and favorite episodes. The next two on our list we talked quite a bit about. We're, are from Jughead and Lafleur. Yeah, put the gun down, Widmore, and of course, just give me two years or two weeks that turn into three years. Love those a lot. Now, the next moment was a shock to me on so many levels. It wasn't just that it was a huge plot point, but it was simply and objectively what we saw happen on primetime network television. Lafleur, this junior, come in. Whoa, where'd you learn to do that? Come on, we better go. He called the floor. You were right about me. What? I am a killer. A grown man, an Iraqi, <laughs> shooting an unarmed 12-year-old American boy. Good golly, that was that was something. Now, the shock quickly weared off the next episode when the bullet wound moved five inches to the left and he <laughs> survived. But still, that that happened was uh, totally made me pause for a second and said, I can't believe I'm watching this. This is the show I love so much. So a favorite moment in, in, in a variety of ways there. Now, once again, we're moving to the final season of Lost with two more slots left on our favorite moments list. What's the penultimate moment on Lost? The showdown between Richard and Jack and Dr. Linus. That's a pretty big risk you're taking, Jack. Yes. What if you're wrong? I'm not. 
stick. I love that scene. I love that scene. It's probably in the top five easily for me for the entire series. Well, I just love it because Jack has always been so full of self-doubt and he's always second guessing. And here he's like, he's so sure. He's never been more sure of anything in his whole life. The acting is superb. I mean, Matthew Fox has his moments, but this was a great moment for him. the, the, The music, the tension. Yes, it's a cliche to build tension with a burning fuse, but come on. The way he says it with a little chuckle i just i can't get over how much i love that scene well we've got one more scene it is from the finale it's gotta be we're all dead right no (laughs) okay what is our favorite last moment on lost takes place on a cliff oh it's jack's flying ninja death punch no it's badass kate I wanted to know, Jack. You died for nothing. I saved your bullet. Oh, yeah, I like that. Uh, you know, in your face, evil lock. <laughs> you know, th- it's true. The finale was full of fantastic moments, but these were specifically genetically engineered carefully crafted perfect moments for all of these characters of course they were going to give us those i like this one because it was a pleasant surprise and especially because we among many gave kate a hard time at times for not being a very tough girl so uh a great moment for Evangeline Lilly. Yeah, I was cheering for her. So those are our favorite moments throughout the six-year run of Laws. Now, uh, there were some runner-ups that you wanted to mention. I really love the montage at the beginning of LAX. Yeah, the music from that montage is what sticks in my head. A lot of people liked the letting go sort of medley on the soundtrack for season six, but for my money, still LAX from the soundtrack, that montage of the the coffin coming out of the, the plane and seeing everybody as it lands and all of that. That is uh, definitely a high point. I liked the opening scene from season two with make your own kind of music. I mean, after we were left hanging of the the Jack and Locke looking down the hatch, that that's what we see, a guy making his breakfast and playing some mamas and the papas on on a turntable. So got to go with that for sure, at least uh, on the honorable mentions list. Now, there was one more that you wanted to squeeze in. The Juliet and Sawyer remembering scene from the finale. <laughs> now, you see, again, that was a carefully engineered scud missile to the heart. They were, they were going for that when they gave it well, to you. Well, of course but, they were, but so what? Uh, okay, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Our favorite moments from all of Lost. Now, someone did call in, and we did mention one of the things we would talk about is our favorite characters. So really quickly, as we close out this segment, favorite characters in the whole show, ones that you loved more than others? Mr. Echo was, yes, was my you, personal you favorite. That. I mean, um, ben, ben is the person that you love to hate, but yeah. you end up loving anyway. Definitely, for sure. We mentioned Ana Lucia, a very unpopular choice, but more and more people are coming out of the woodworks that, that like Ana Lucia's Closet Ana Lucia fans? Yeah, I think they exist just like Closet Expose fans. They are out there. I liked Juliet. Um, her character was, as we mentioned, very hard to get a handle on, but I think Elizabeth Mitchell was fantastic she was she the was, best actress hands down yeah, on the show female actress on the show gotta be her uh anyone else that female actresses 
Well, I thought Mira Furlan was pretty much fearless playing Russo. Yeah, very good. Yeah, liked Russo. Um, didn't like how things ended for her, but no. a great character on the show. Uh, I do want to mention a, 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 probably a forgotten character because I was very attached to him, and he was very short-lived and wasted, in my opinion. That was Dogen. Dogen. Yeah. Yes, Dogen. He, he would have been so interesting. He had the whole Zen master warrior thing going on. And, you know, he had a son in the other life and he just had so much potential, just like Mr. Echo. Now, you know, thinking of the names we just listed, none of them were on the the main cast, the original season one cast. That's I don't true. think is there, <laughs> what happened there? I mean, who on that, who, who in season one is your favorite character? Block. Yeah. That's a that's a good one. That's probably a very popular choice as well. Terry O'Quinn, fantastic, and I think very fittingly, by the end of the series, became a pivotal character, positioned as the 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 counterpart, the yin and yang with Jack. So yeah. it's got to be Locke among those. But yeah, interesting choices <laughs> that came up for favorite <laughs> characters. Well, now that we've shared our favorite episodes, moments, characters, it's time to hear yours. And so coming up now, a nonstop serving of the Lost Line. For you all, everybody, and we'll see you on the other side. Hi, Ryan and Jen. This is Gregory from Munich, Germany. Okay, what did Lost mean to me in the last six years? Um, It spawned my creativity. It spawned my imagination. It told me that devotion is something incredible. It totally corresponded to my view of life, that there's something bigger that it's uh, that it's good to look for magic in your life. It spawned a wonderful interview with Michael Giacchino in Paris, a wonderful interview with Matthew Fox in Berlin for the movie Vantage Point. It spawned so much. Two great pieces of music that I wrote uh, when I interpreted the last music, and it just keeps me still hooked, although this series is over. It's, it's been an amazing journey. And last, I think no other TV show has done that for me. So, so far, I think... Nothing will be able to compete with Lost in the near future. Thank you guys so much for everything you did. It's great to have you out there. Bye-bye. Hey, Ryan and Jen. It's uh, Robin Pearson, the TV critic, just calling to say that if it weren't for Lost, I wouldn't have become a TV critic. And it wasn't just the, uh, the quality and the depth of the show, but it was podcasts like The Transmission that made me think maybe there was an audience for uh, people who take television as seriously as I do. Uh, thanks so much for all your great work, and uh, good luck with Pop Spotting. Hey, Ryan and Jen, it's Daniel from Boston. I am going back through the podcasts, um, even though the show's long gone. Um, I'm actually enjoying my way. I, I sort of lost track toward the end of the season and watched the episodes, but uh, so let them stand on their own. But I'm listening now and just so appreciating your analysis and your comments and Really, again, just wanted to thank you for a fantastic journey. Um, you all were so integral to my lost experience, and really the gift that you've given us all has been fantastic. Um, I look forward to following you on the new blog and the new uh, effort, um, the new podcast. So keep up the great work, and um, thanks to the two of you for all you do and all you've done. Um, you two really are an inspiration, and um, your kids are lucky to have great parents like you who are so uh, pop savvy, um, and so involved. So again, thanks for the gift that you've given all of us over these last uh, several years, and me particularly. Um, hope you're doing well, and uh, look forward to uh, continuing the conversation. Bye. Hello, Ryan and Jen. This is uh, Dan from London, UK. Uh, long-time listener, first-time caller, and I've left it very 
late in the game. Um, I just want to really say a huge thank you to you guys. Um, I've been listening to your podcast uh, for many years now, since season uh, three, I think. And um, you guys, you won't know this, but you, I've taken you... Uh, on my iPod all um, around the world. Um, when I started listening to you guys, I lived in the States. Um, and then I have done some work in Russia, traveling out there. And I'm now back in the UK, living here. And uh, my one constant, I suppose, in that time has been you guys. Um, and just watching uh, Lost and hearing your thoughts and all those other Lost fans out there. Um, and their thoughts and it's been just what a great ride it's been what a great adventure and a while ago you guys asked for people to think about what lost has meant for them on a, on a bigger scale and some of the highlights of lost and what has lost meant to me on a larger scale uh, in terms of impacting my life well i think that um in a funny sort of way it's made me crave adventure more uh, i mentioned earlier that i spent some time in Russia and, and that's to do with working uh, in orphanages out there trying to help um, some of the poorest children I've ever met and um, and in a funny sort of way Lost has um, made me go looking for adventures like that more trying to make a bit of a difference and obviously there's there's a lot more to it than just a TV show in terms of make, helping me make those decisions but um, but I think in, in a funny sort of way, sometimes when I'm in the middle of nowhere in Russia, getting lost, uh, it, it, there's something of that adventure that, that does satisfy and it makes me think of the adventures that I've seen on Lost and, and that, um, that it's made me go, go looking for, trying to make a difference, I suppose, um, along with a lot of other things as well, I should say, not just the TV show. But, um, but what a great show Lost has been. I don't know what I'm going to do without it. I hope that another show will come along. It will take one heck of a show to beat Lost, won't it? But thank you again to you guys for, for uh, what, what fun it's been going on this journey with you two and with so many other people. You have created just such a great place for us all to come and share our Lost excitement. And um, yeah, so keep in touch and God bless you so much. Thanks. Yes, hello. I'm Ryan and Jen. My name is Mark. I'm from the Chicago area, uh, Chicago, Illinois. I'm just now finding your uh, your podcast. I found it after the show actually ended. I'd followed some other uh, blogs and uh, in regards to the show, and I did want to pick up the phone and say I've listened to you know the last few of few of your episodes. I didn't go back and hit further than that, but I wanted to uh, thank you for uh, some insight and uh, thought I'd pick up the phone and uh, say you, even though the show has ended, uh, you're finding new fans and, uh, and it's uh, your, your thought, you're well thought out and well uh, well organized in regards to your comments. Uh, a quick comment, I'm not sure if you've done your final uh, six uh, overview of the entire six years, but I did want to say that uh, my absolute favorite episode has to be the walkabout. The, the 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 pure shock value of John Locke standing up at the very end is uh, it sticks in my mind. I'm actually rewatching uh, season one right now, working my way through the full five seasons in preparation for the August release of this season six DVD, hoping to time it out pretty well to have it ready to go when it comes and comes out and release. Uh, so I just watched the walkabout episode. 
uh, a few days ago, and again, I'm just blown away by it. And uh, actually, watched the uh, White Rabbit episode, which is probably another one of my favorite episodes as well. Season one is my favorite season, and it was interesting to watch Jack kind of run uh, through looking for Christian, knowing what we know about the Black Smoke now, to see how he was uh, dealing with the uh, with following Christian and even falling at some point. Uh, and I, as you look back in the lens, knowing that the Black Smoke can't kill a candidate was uh, in extremely enjoyable to do so just some quick thoughts about the show and uh, thank you for your uh, for your podcast and uh, enjoy it so uh, have a good day and uh, aloha namaste Goodbye. hey Jen and Ryan it's Jonathan from Pleasanton again um, California and uh, I remember the episode uh, through the looking glass Jack's episode with all the flash forwards after uh, after the show ended we discovered that uh, a lot of people I knew that were, had watched Lost stopped watching Lost I stuck with it, had faith in the show, and then that was the show that really, the episode that really kind of just proved it to me that it was going to be something worth sticking with. So, um, And I knew people who came back on after that, after I told them. But I'd have to say that was my favorite. And as far as characters, you know, you guys asked for, uh, I'd have to say Desmond and Richard are actually my most favorite characters. Uh, they didn't get much uh, airtime as much as, Obviously, our losties. I think they had the most interesting um, characters that we didn't get much of an answer to. So, um, but yeah, that's it. So, um, you know, if this makes it on uh, the podcast, great. Not, it's. I just appreciate you guys listening to it and uh, everything you've done for this podcast. Looking forward to pop spotting, and um, hope you guys are doing good. Bye. What's up, Ryan? This is Matt the Hummer tour guide and I know it's past the deadline but I thought I'd chime in and tell you my favorite episode and moment um, I have to say my favorite episode is probably Abiturno Richard's episode I just keep going back to that you know it was just so epic and um, very beautifully told and the music from Giacchino and everything my favorite moment is probably when Alana blew up because I think that moment just caught me off guard and I wasn't expecting it. I actually jumped out of my chair saying, are you kidding me? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, man, I hope you're doing well. And I'll text you later. <laughs> All right, take it easy. I love Lost. Go Lost. Aloha, Ryan and Jen. This is Michelle from San Diego, Lost Fangirl on Twitter. Lost has meant so much to me, and I really think if it hadn't been filmed in Hawaii, it wouldn't have been as great as it was. Hawaii, as you know, is such a special, magical place. And I think that is the character of the show that really brought it all together. I am proud to say I'm one of the first people to see the first 45 minutes of the first episode of Lost at Comic-Con in July of 2004. And I've been a fan ever since. I've loved the show all the way through. My favorite character on the show was Daniel Faraday, and my favorite episode is The Variable. I've really enjoyed the ride. Lost has helped make me a better person. I've had my eyes opened to all different walks of life of people, met some wonderful people on Twitter, and still have some great friendships from that. And I really appreciate your podcast and all of the Lost community, and I plan to keep Lost part of my life for many years to come. 
had a plan to keep Hawaii in my life for many years to come. Hawaii is my favorite place in the world. So aloha, mahalo, and stay lost. Hi, Ryan and Jen. This is David Gardunio from Cottonwood, Arizona. Uh, long-time listener, long-time emailer, first-time caller. Thought I'd get my thoughts in on the uh, series as a whole, like my favorite episode being Man Behind the Curtain, which features my favorite character, Ben, uh, and the my favorite twist would be the season three finale, We Gotta Go Back, Kate. All of those were, um, you know, Ben just being a strong character and Man Behind the Curtain just being that beginning to peel back the layers that um, we begin to understand who he is and what his motivations are. What Lost has meant to me for the whole run of it, I came in at the end of season two and beginning of season three, and I was looking to get inspiration for a story that I was having trouble writing. And my mom recommended Lost, and so I watched it, and after the first episode, the first pilot was done, I was cheering because... This was my story that I was writing, and then I was also jeering because this was the story that I was writing. And so it was fun to be able to compare back and forth um, their creative license and my creative license, where my story went, where their story went. And at the end, being completely different um, with the conclusion and with the arts and all of that stuff. Yeah, similar in the tone and mystery and uh, exotic locales. And Lost was such a great journey and such a great adventure um, and be able to learn more about myself and my own writing process and oh I like this idea to tweak this idea to change it because this one isn't so solid and be able to formulate theories and to get my own um, mysteries and stuff in order and in line uh, so it was great um, I thank you and Jen for um, such a wonderful podcast and a wonderful journey and I uh, look forward to podcasting. thank you very much Mahalo and Namaste. Goodbye. Hi, Ryan and Jen. Austin. I can't believe this is the last podcast. Anyways, I'm going to try to get through this. It'd be difficult for me to pick one favorite episode, but I did love all the season finales because they were always written by Damon and Carton and included the whole cast. We had epic moments like the wrath launch, Walt's kidnapping, and, of course, we got to go back, Kate. Lost was a show that made me think, and I laughed, I cried, and I loved the slow reveals, like what put Locke in the wheelchair, what exactly Kate did, and the importance of the numbers. Jack was my favorite character, and Sawyer, Hurley, and Miles were the most fun to watch. Lost took risks. We never knew who would die next, and Lost may be the only show with its own death scene music. Speaking of which, the music was like another character, and I can't imagine the show without it. One of my favorite moments was Hurley starting up the Dharma van and their pure joy at taking a drive and cranking the radio like they were all teenagers again. Watching Lost was like that scene, an escape from real life and a wild ride. So here it is, the final transmission podcast, and I can't let it go by without saying that I am grateful to both of you for all that you did to enhance my Lost experience. I enjoyed your insights and your honesty and all the hard work you put into making this a transmission community. I started listening during season four, and I wish I found it during season one, because I don't know how much this enhanced everything for me. I really loved it. I I really enjoyed the board. I don't know how I could have gone through the time travel episodes without everyone. 
I've made some friends and I've shared some theories. Uh, I think I'll miss the board as much as the show. The phone calls in your segments were great, and it was funny when holy freaking crap became the transmission catchphrase. Anyways, Ryan and Jen, whether it's a flashback or a flash sideways or flash forward, you are always our constant, and if at some point you decide to go back, you can be sure we'll all be here to go with you. But then, till then, mahalo and count me in as a pop-spotting listener. Thanks a lot. Hi, Ryan and Jen and you all, everybody. This is Cheryl from North Delta, British Columbia, or Greenberry on the blog. Uh, I loved season one and the flashbacks best, which enabled all of us to get intimate glimpses into our lofties. After that, I was completely hooked on the show. I liked the twist that Sawyer was John Locke's birth father and that James could eliminate two monsters at once. Um, I have absolutely loved finding this blog, but one disadvantage is that plot twists became less of a surprise because you all were so good at predicting them way before they actually happened, such as Claire being Jack's sister or Michael being on the freighter. Uh, For me, the thrill of Lost has been following broken people with father issues as they found healing and redemption. Thank you so much for uh, this uh, podcast and for your blog that you've provided for us. I've really, really, really enjoyed Lost and enjoyed sharing it with all of you. Thank you. Hey, Ryan and Jen. This is Adam from Texas. Um, just want to go over my favorite points of the whole series because you guys are doing your wrap-up show. So um, my list of favorite seasons in order from one to six, obviously, um, I thought um, going from the bottom, season four, then season five, Season three, I think. Then one, six, and two. Two is still my favorite, always has been. I think the mystery and the anticipation of two just can't be beat, um, even though I love six. And as far as favorite episodes, my top six in order would have to be um, Deus Ex Machina is number six. Um, All the Best Cowboys Have Daddy Issues, which is my favorite title. Um, Man of Science, Man of Faith, all those three were just so amazing as far as character development, I think. Um, Through the Looking Glass, hugest twist of all time. The plot, sorry, the plot, the pilot is number two and the end is number one. Um, The end just did it all for me, did everything I wanted to. Um, Yeah, Across the Sea was good too, and a couple other ones. Um, I know a lot of people with Desmond ones on there, but I'm not a really big fan. I mean, he's always drunk in all his episodes, and he doesn't have that many, but... um, I'm not a huge fan of the dozen ones, but oh well. Um, I love, do love the series, and I love your show, um, and uh, can't wait to see um, what is this for, for Pop Spot. Um, can't wait for the next show, guys. Let's see you later. Bye. Hey, Ryan and Jen, just post, just giving you my thoughts on uh, the series as a whole. Um, I've just absolutely loved it, and I've loved your guys' uh, discussion of it. Uh, my my favorite uh, character throughout the entire series have probably been the duality of Jack Shepard and John Locke. Those characters have just been wonderful to watch and to, to see actually the rise of Jack Shepard after John Locke has fallen was very, very interesting to, to watch and it was a very nice dichotomy for the show. Anyways, hope you guys get this and hope you uh, and can't wait to hear your final episode of the transmission. Thank you. Have a great day. Hey, Ryan and Jen, this is Dara from Annapolis. I just thought I'd leave you a message for your final podcast. Thank you guys so much for your thoughts and 
and uh, thinking about the show for all these years. It's really been great having you guys along for the ride, and it's made my Lost experience that much better. I wanted to talk about a character that everybody hates, but I think between the two of you and myself, we're the only ones that love her. That's right, Anna Lucia. I thought Michelle Rodriguez was incredible on the show, and even for the brief moments she came back, she was just an incredible character, helping point Echo in the right direction, helping point Hurley in the right direction. Even when she was on screen for just a couple minutes, I thought she was so good. And, you know, celebrity crushes aside, I thought she was really great on Lost. And, uh, you know, it's funny, once she died in the show, you know, all my friends would tease me so much that every time we'd see a movie with her, they'd always joke around that she was going to die. And so, you know, when we went to go see Avatar and, you know, she gets shot in a helicopter while trying to save the world... My friends just laughed it up at my expense. But uh, that's my law story. I loved Anna Lucia. I thought she was a great character. And uh, I think she was redeemed at the end. Just having her there for that brief instant made me think that, um, you know, she was she was ready to move on in that place with them, just maybe not at the same time as them. Thanks so much for the podcast, guys. You guys are really great. Appreciate it. Hey, guys. This is Walter from New Hampshire. I just wanted to call in the uh, share uh, my favorite Lost moment uh, and uh, what Lost meant to me in a nutshell. And that um, moment, um, just want to say my favorite moment in the show um, in the series was when Locke was on top of the hatch and he was just so frustrated beating on that hatch and he just could not find anything. It seemed like he was, you know, in desperation. He was not giving up, but he was looking for more. He was looking for meaning. And finally, the hatch lit up and just he was bathed in that light in that moment. Um, always be something special for me that I'll always have with me when I think of the series that for some reason it's just something that actually, you know, kind of represents, um, you know, the whole entire series really is, is looking for that meaning and, and, you know, persevering and believing in magic and it actually comes to you um, if you work hard enough. And that's actually something that your show has been for me, um, your podcast, and that um, I, uh, I was, you know, working, watching Lost and the ending just completely blew me away and you know it was wonderful but it you know post-traumatic stress uh, from one, not having a show your your podcast has kind of been there for me in that regard it's been therapy um you know and and i had to listen to the podcast i didn't find it until the end of the series unfortunately and um listening to it was kind of like bathing in that light and it's you know your podcast alone has given me deeper meaning uh for the entire series um, just from listening to you guys speak, I've gotten new perspectives and understand things in new ways and, and understand the entire experience, all all the seasons, all the years, um, in a whole new way, just from hearing what you guys have had to say and, of course, what you all, everybody, have had to say. So thanks very much for this podcast um, and uh, and for all the hard work you put into it and the love you put into it. I can really feel it all the way out here um, on the other side of the world. So keep up the great work uh, with your new series and mahalo. Aloha, Ryan and Jen. This is uh, Sal from New Jersey. I'm a first-time caller, uh, previous emailer. Uh, sorry if this 11th-hour call, but I'm, I'm glad you extended the time uh, in which I could call. Um, really, I mean, I can't even express how much uh, the transmission has meant to me. Uh, I look forward weekly to hearing your take on Lost, uh, probably almost as much as Lost itself. I even you know, found myself revisiting your podcasts from older seasons as I rewatched the show. So uh needs to say I, I will be missing you guys quite a bit. Um, okay, on to my favorite scene from Lost uh, overall. Um, 
as much as I love the, the time traveling, uh, dimensional stuff, and the battle for the island, um, to me the best part of Lost has always been the, uh, the interactions and uh, connections between the characters. And uh, as hard as it is, if I had to pick my favorite one of those, it would be the scene where Sawyer tells Jack how he met his father in Australia. Um, just seeing like the, the pain and the guilt on Jack, uh, Matthew Fox's face, but at the same time knowing that a weight was being lifted from him by hearing those words that he always wanted to hear from his dad, but when instead by Sawyer, you know, of all people, uh, who at that time, uh, I think in season two, was still a, a pretty bad guy. But at that moment, they shared like a common ground and understanding. And it was like so emotional and so good. And, uh, I think I'm willing up right now thinking about it. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so many moments like that, but... That one, I think, was the most standout and my favorite one of those. Um, so I guess uh, I guess this is a goodbye. Um, thank you so much for being there for us Lost fans over the years. Uh, I look forward to hearing to your, to your new podcast. And um, on another note, my wife is planning to take me to Oahu for my 40th birthday uh, next spring. So I would love to hear any uh, like great Lost spots to visit or maybe by then they'll have some type of tribute or who knows, some kind of like uh, fan thing going on maybe tours i think there's one now but maybe something even more um anyway thanks again and namaste to both of you hi Bye. ryan and jen it's the baker from boston i'm just calling for your final lost podcast about what the show is meant to me and the one thing i'll always take away from this show is this small moment um in exodus it's when the raft takes off and there's so much happening in that one moment there's hope and anticipation, and the characters are happy and a bit bittersweet, and that beautiful music from Michael Giacchino is playing, and there are beautiful aerial shots of the raft taking off, and Vincent's barking, and that's the moment that I fell in love with this show. I'm a TV fanatic, so I watched a lot of TV, and I just counted Lost as one of the many shows I was following. But in that one single moment, it became an obsession. It became something I constantly thought about and theorized about um, because the artistry of that moment was so high. It's, it's not something that you see on television so often. And for every unanswered question, for every ridiculous romantic love triangle, uh, for every plot twist and turn that I didn't really get, um, this, that's the moment, the exodus moment is what, kept me going and made me have faith that the show um, was more than just a mystery that needed to get answered. Um, and, of course, the one thing that we'll always remember about Lost is sort of the Internet fan community that emerged alongside of it, the theorizing and the constant message boarding, Internet searching, what does that Latin phrase mean, talking to people across the country, across the globe that I don't really know but I can connect with over this one show. Uh, that's sort of the, the lingering feeling I have about Lost, missing out on that uh, Internet connection, missing out on the podcasts and the commenters. And I, uh, I'll i follow you guys. I'll follow you guys to pop spotting. I'll see you there. Thank you. Bye. Hi, Ryan and Jen. This is Emily from Columbus, Ohio. And I've been listening to you guys since the beginning of the transmission and the beginning of Jay and Jack. Um, and I'm really going to miss the transmission, and I'm really going to miss Lost, but I'm really looking forward to pop spotting. And as a fellow film spotting fan, I was very excited when Maddie and Adam read your email on air a couple months ago. 
Well, I wish you luck with the pop spotting, and thank you for the transmission. I really liked it. Aloha. Hi, Ryan and Jen. It's MB in Brooklyn. Just calling to say I'm going to really miss your podcasts. I really have loved, loved, loved hearing your voices. I think you have a great relationship the way it comes across on the air, and I just love listening to you and hearing from you all, everybody. So best of luck with your future ventures, and I hope to catch up with you with pop spotting. Bye. Hi, Ryan and Jen. This is Barry calling from Wisconsin. And in regards to Lost as a whole, let me tell you how special Lost was as a series, and especially the last episode. I was getting ready for work this morning. It's Monday, June 14th. And I, the DVR, I had lost on there. So I decided to watch the last four minutes of the show. And you know what? It's been two to three weeks since the show was on. I've seen it about four or five times. And I just watched the end of it this morning. And it made me cry again. Lost is beyond a special television show. There will never be anything like it again. I said it when Lost first came on the air six years ago, seven years ago. Um, Lost is a different kind of show. It's not a show that takes you from point A to point B to point C to the finale. It makes you think. It makes you discuss. It makes you wonder. And basically, Lost has ruined television for me. I mean, I don't know of anything that I'm going to, especially this fall, I haven't seen anything, but I can't see anything coming up that's just going to grip me like Lost did, that's going to make me want to watch it every week, that's going to make me care so much about the people on the show. Um, so I'm looking forward to your podcast of um, Top Spotting because I'm going to need someone to tell me what I sh- should look at, what I should check out. Because I just I just don't know what else is going to be coming up anytime soon that's just going to make me say, hey, i got to watch this. And I got to find a podcast about it and listen to it and watch it and discuss it and just get obsessed about a show. So, thank you so much for your transmission podcast. Looking forward to your new one, but it's kind of sad that we're on the last transmission here. So, thanks again. Have a great life, and I will see you around. Bye bye. Hi, Ryan and Jen. This is Melanie from Ohio calling for, I guess, the final Lost podcast. Um, I did just want to let you guys know um, I've enjoyed the show, you know, your podcast for all these years. So thank you for um, thank you for doing it, and good luck in the future. And I'll see you guys over at Pop Spotting. But I did want to comment on the episode, or um, I'm sorry, the series as a whole. Um, Lost has been very, very important to me, um, you know, in it's funny because I was having this conversation with one of my friends. Um, it's sort of how I was about 20 years old when Lost premiered, um, and I remember laughing because everyone was talking about who their favorite characters were and who they felt the most, the biggest connection with. And I thought it was funny because I actually, when I was 20 years old, I actually kind of related to Shannon. Not that I was, you know some spoiled rich girl, but I did, I remember on, in one of the early episodes, she was sitting there giving herself a pedicure, doing her nails on the beach, and I I laughed because at 20 years old, trying to process everything that had just happened, that would have probably been my reaction too. Um, So, but, you know, as I've gotten older, and um, I've had a baby since then, and, you know, a career, and, and everything going for me, 
I often see myself at more Penny, Juliet, um, different different characters, even Claire to a certain extent, because I always defended Claire. If I lost, if something happened to my daughter and I thought she was taken from me, I would become crazy too, um, even Danielle to a certain extent. So I definitely um, find, think that kind of parallel is interesting how um, you see yourself growing up with these characters as they grew as well. Hi, Ryan and Jen. This is Eric from Oakland. I'm going to try again to say my what loss means to me in just a minute because last time it took me four minutes. Basically, I see Lost as a great mythology beyond just being a great TV show and a great piece of art. It's a mythology alike to Lord of the Rings, to Harry Potter, to Star Wars. And even, I would say, similar to mythologies like the Bible, which is a Judeo-Christian mythology, or the Ramayana, or the Mahabharata. And so I think it's something that I will rewatch over and over again throughout my life. I've already rewatched so many of the episodes so many times, and I get different things out of them each time I do. So it's sort of like somebody going to the Bible over and over again to read stories that are meaningful. The biggest thing I'm taking away from it right now is Lessons about what it means to be a leader. I think I'm a dance theater choreographer and professor of dance, and I'm always leading big groups of people, and I've learned so much about what to do and what not to do when leading people and how to get people to do what I want them to do, um, and also about how leaders ultimately are always, in a sense, alone. And I really feel like that with Jack, but with the other leaders on the island, that nobody was... 100% in agreement all the time with anybody else. So ultimately, we have to trust in this larger purpose, with, which Jack eventually did. So that's one big piece I'm taking away. Thank you guys so much for everything. Aloha. Hey, Ryan and Jen. This is John in Tennessee just calling with um, some thoughts about the uh, entire show of Lost. Um, one thing I loved about it was just the way that, uh, of course, the, uh, the aperture kept opening every single season. You know, the camera kept pulling back. And one of the things that I don't think has been discussed about the end um, was that when the flash sideways were finally revealed, uh, you know, to be, you know, the, the, the world the characters had created to meet each other after their death, that was the um, that was the lens pulling back, you know, kind of kind of yet again. And um, the doors in the church opening and then walking into the light was kind of going into that final pullback. Um, that was as far back as you as you can pull back. Um, also, uh, over the course of the season, my favorite thing. And it's kind of odd to say it was was being wrong. Um, you know, there were there were theories. Everybody had one. Um, you know, and, and and I had my own. And I, I just really loved being constantly wrong because uh, that showed that the writers were surprising us all the way through. I think it's safe to say that at any point along the rise, um, you know, each of our individual theories started to pan out perfectly. And you know, we kind of felt that we had the show wired. It would be like you know, ten minutes into CSI and, and knowing. You know who, who committed the crime, and then you, know, you may as well turn the channel at that point. So, uh, being wrong was great. Um, and then some final thoughts about the resolution of the entire show. You know, the um, when the flash sideways was revealed to be, uh, you know, the characters in the afterlife, it, it struck me very much of like the um, uh, Mitch Ablom book, The Five People You Meet in Heaven. Um, it was very much kind of along those lines of you know the people who have influenced you most for the good or for the negative and then finding resolution with them. So 
Anyway, thanks a lot for the podcast. Sorry to see you guys go, but glad you'll be uh, around out there podcasting uh, with Pops Podcast. So take care. Bye. It was great to hear your voices again after all this time, like old friends for sure. Thank you to everybody who called last year, basically, and and over the past six years. You were, and we say this a lot, the reason that we kept doing this, and you listening now, all five, six of you left out there, are the reason that we still love and are still proud to be crazed fans of a TV show and being part of the greater Lost community. Of course, we got so many blog comments, so many emails, and believe me, we are truly grateful for mm-hmm. all of those. So if for some reason you didn't hear back from me, which is likely, <laughs> but please forgive me. Feel free to get in touch anytime because hearing from you guys it was really the best part of this whole thing. We are still at lost at hawaiihub.com on Facebook and on Twitter, so please don't be strangers. Absolutely. It's great. Again, the conversation has never stopped and we're grateful for that and we're glad you're still here. Now, according to my notes, my notes that we started for this podcast last year, uh, I said, well, first I said we were going to get it to you on June 27th so that, well, I didn't have a year. It's, mm. it's not June 27th. So we're, ahead we're, we're ahead of schedule, folks. Okay. But in any case, I also said that you were going to hear the last song by the Others Lost Band. Now, they write a song inspired by every episode of Lost, and their songs were a regular feature of the transmission for the last few seasons. And, well, actually, it turned out that, like us, uh, the, the, the band, Thomas, Shannon, Blake, they were a bit stuck, too. In fact, Thomas and I traded emails about how hard it was last summer to put together one last piece, one last thing, even though we'd been doing it every week up until then. Fortunately, they did eventually record their last Lost song, which is titled The End. Mm -hmm. In September, they put out their season six CD. So finally, helping us say goodbye, here is the other's Lost band. Decide it's your choice whether or not to stay, but you'll be happy if you do. Did being at the motel with Hurley bring back any memories for you? He can't tell you why you're here, Saeed, because there are rules. He trusts you, you'll have to trust him. He thinks that you're a good guy, dude. You can't let people tell you what you are. You gotta decide for yourself. There's a pretty gnarly fight. Looks like someone could use your help. And Boone had a hard time bringing Shannon home. Let's give her inside a minute before we go And Charlie, this concert's the most important thing you will ever do If you don't come with me, I'm sorry, I'll have to tranquilize you Your band dry shaft is playing a gig with Daniel Whitmore You see Claire in the audience, she's that blonde you saw before And she is rapturously beautiful like you told Desmond about her She goes into labor, Kate once again helps her give birth And they are back together again Charlie Clamneran Sawyer goes to war, son and Jen That's how he got away They say it's nice to meet you, detective I think
gets caught Unplug the machine to turn it off and turn it back on and Julia says it worked and then they touch Let's get some coffee, we can go Dutch I'm confident this is gonna work, John But there's always a chance you'll die Fixing you is all the peace I need I'll see you on the other side John wakes up and says it worked And that he can't move his toes And did you see that, Jack? I guess you don't remember Come with me, it's time to go Cause you don't have a son to go see Hope someone does for you what you just did for me. Okay, so your pal made 15, but that's not how you know her. Go with her, you'll understand when she takes you to church. Because, Jack, I missed you so. I'll meet you inside when you're ready to go And taking care of people, that's what Hurley does best This is a place that you may to find Those with whom you spend the most important time of your life Because nobody does it alone You're here to
That was The End by The Others Lost Band. Big thanks to Thomas and the gang for allowing us to share their music here on our show and for letting us feature their one last song here on the transmission. You can always hear more of their great music and buy their albums at theotherslostband.com. Oh, I'm definitely feeling it now. That was fantastic. Uh, you know, I guess this is the end for us as well. It's been a huge pleasure and, and privilege to do this podcast, and we can't thank you enough for joining us on this journey. When, when Lost started, our youngest son was just born. Twitter didn't even exist, and, and we had no idea what Comic-Con was, so we've definitely learned a lot. We've grown quite a bit, and changed so much hopefully for the better and uh, you are here with us thanks for listening and thanks for indulging us <laughs> and for putting up with us and for waiting all this time we also hope of course that you'll stay with us as we launch and we will launch pop spotting real soon now now there's other stuff out there besides lost and we have always wanted to talk about it we have been doing it out there on the web and we're going to turn it into a podcast tv movies books music uh for other tv things. we'll probably start with what we're watching fringe hawaii 5 um we're almost all the way through breaking bad um we're still on the sopranos the wire and we've actually finally started doctor who yeah we're late to that a lot of uh, our fellow lost podcasters moved on to that show but we Great. A lot of great TV to talk about besides Lost. For movies, we don't get out much, so I'm not sure if we'll talk about a lot of current films, but we'll talk about a lot of our favorites, rentals on Netflix. Uh, I think you've said you wanted to do a whole John Cusack marathon. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I've also been doing a lot of reading, and my daughter is a glee nut, so she's making oh, me listen God. to all this new music. So there's that, and you know, we plan on covering a lot of and stuff. And we... we we definitely don't know a lot about what's new and what's cool. We're about as uncool as you can get. We're unhip. We're 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 a thigh. You know, we're so, so unhip. We're ankles. Right, and so that's where you come in. Really, you will be a key part of pop spotting too. And and just so you know, in addition to your calls and emails, which we have done, we want to actually have you on the show as a guest. So if you're listening to this, if you've stuck it to the end of the last transmission, and you think that you can school us on TV, movies, and and other stuff, you can drop us a line, and you can. Can be the first people in uh, probably a very short line of pop spotting guests and trivia by, victims and trivia victims for sure we w- want to do trivia as part of the show so you can give us an email at feedback at popspotting.net and if you're not up for pop talk no problem <laughs> right beyond the transmission we're still out there the blog will stay up at hawaiiup.com slash lost you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash lost cast on Twitter, I'm at Mrs. Hawaii. And I'm at Hawaii. And you can find us on Facebook as well individually. I'm Facebook friends with a lot of you still. <laughs> and we'd always love to hear from you. Absolutely. And with that, for the transmission, I'm Ryan. And I'm Jen. Namaste and, and aloha. podcast is a proud member of the lost podcasting network get all your favorite lost podcasts in one feed at lostcasts.blogspot.com